Um, that, yes, Simon said this is another story from the Bible, a parable that Jesus told, and it's the parable of the talents. And some of you might be really familiar with that, some might have never heard it before, but it's a really interesting parable, I think, and I'm excited to speak it out this morning. So I'm going to read to us, it's from Matthew 25, verse 14 to 29. I'm hoping it's going to come on the screen. If not, then just listen to my voice and hopefully you'll take it all in. And it goes like this, for it will be like a man going on a journey. By the way, Jesus was talking to his disciples when he was speaking this story out. For it be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his ability. And then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done. Good and faithful servant, you have been faithful over a little, and I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of the master. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here, I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servants. Good and faithful servant, you have been faithful over a little, and I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was mine with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will be given more. And he, who will, ha and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he, will, he has will be taken away. Harsh words, you might think. But this morning, I, I think this is going to be a really good um, parable to really dwell on and to think about. Because as I said, Jesus was talking to his disciples. He was, he was telling them it was in the next chapter or two further along, he was going to be leaving this world. He was going to be created, um, cr created, crucified. And he wasn't going to be around physically on this earth again. And he wanted to tell the parable to show the disciples that they could still further the kingdom of God whilst he was not around. And what I mean by furthering the kingdom of God, by using their talents, I mean, he was saying, I want you to make sure that when you use the gifts that I've given you, 
that the kingdom, the signs of the kingdom will come. The things like healing, things like um, love and kindness and compassion, signs of miracles and wonders. That is what furthering the kingdom of God is. And that's what Jesus was saying to them. And the Greek word for talent is talenton. Can we all say talenton? Talenton. It, it's, it's a unit of measure. And it's a unit of measure which was about 80 pounds in weight of gold or silver. It was a huge amount of money. It was worth a huge amount. It was about 20 years worth. One talent was about 20 years worth of wages. And so the servants were receiving from the master a huge amount of money in which they were to invest. And we have, we have many talents amongst us, haven't we? Some have got more than others. And we are to invest those talents that God has given us so we can further the kingdom of God. And I'm just going to draw out about three things so that we can think about as we do just that. So the first one is we're all unique. All of us are unique. We've all got our own talents. Some have got more talent than others. That's absolutely fine. And like the, in the story, some have got five talents, some have got two talents, one have got one talent. It's all about how we use that talent that God has given us. You know, some of us might have more wealth, they might have more health, might have more intelligence, they might have more capacity, more time. God has given us a unique thing, a, a unique way that we can have it. It says in verse 15, the master gave each according to his ability. So some he does give more and some he does give less. And uh, I think a helpful acronym, I always like an acronym because it helps me to remember, is we are all different shapes. We're all different shapes. You look around, we're all different shapes physically, but also we are in our uniqueness as well. And so there's the word shape. The first one is the letter S for spiritual gifts. We've all got spiritual gifts, different spiritual gifts. And what I mean by that is some of, some of us have got spiritual gift of hospitality. Some have got a spiritual gift of discernment or words of knowledge or wisdom, or teaching, or leadership. We've all got different spiritual gifts. And then there's the H, the heart. A lot of us have got a different a heart or a passion for different things. We, some of us might have a real heart and a passion to be praying for Turkey and Syria at the moment. And that would be amazing to have that deep prayer life for them. Some of us might have a heart for another people group. Some of us might have a heart for looking after people who are ill. So people who are in hospital, the doctors and the nurses and the care assistants. Some people might be really passionate and have a real heart for teeth and our dentists. Um, some people might have a real heart for, for anything, midwifery, whatever it is. God has given us a unique heart for something, a new, unique passion for something. And then the A, ability. We've all got different abilities, haven't we? Some of us um, have got an ability in music. We've just seen all our guys behind us that have an amazing musical ability. And then we've got the tech team at the back, really techy. But also the different minds and the different ways that we think. Some are really um, mindful in their business, very good with businesses. Some are very strategic. I can't even speak this morning. Strategic minds. And, you know, all of us have got different abilities and different ways on how we think. And then we've got our personalities. Some of us are very quiet. Some of us are very loud. Some of us are introverted. Some of us are extroverted. And some of us 
are fun and some of us are spontaneous and some of us are a bit serious and that's good too. And then we've got the experience, E, experience of life. And a lot of us have got a lot of experience of life and we have been around the world maybe, some of us have stayed in one place, some of us have moved around, some of us have been through tragedies, some of us have been through health problems, mental health problems or physical problems. We've all got unique experience of life and that is our shape and that's the beauty of our uniqueness. We're all different shapes and we can use our different shape either at home, at work, or in the church, wherever we are. And the problem with having lots of different talents and different shapes is sometimes we can be comparing ourselves to others. And, and that's not what God and, and Jesus was talking about in this, in this parable. You might think others have more than I have. Like those servants, they were thinking probably one had five, one had two, one had one. But the point of this, Jesus was saying, it's not the amount of talent that we have, but it's how we use our talents that we have been given. Don't undervalue the talents that you have been given, no matter how big or small or what season you're in at the moment. Maybe you can't use them as much as you'd like because there's other things going on in your life at the moment. So that's number one. We're all unique. And the second one to say is we all have responsibility to use our talent. So you must have heard the phrase, if you don't use it, you lose it. And that's true, isn't it? And for the, the servant that was the servant that had the one talent that buried it in the ground, he didn't lose it as such, but it didn't actually gain anything either. So when he went to his, went to the king afterwards, he said, I buried it. I was afraid and hid it in the ground. And he was afraid because he probably was scared of failing, scared of not producing anything more. And maybe some of us are perhaps not high or hiding our talents at the moment because we're scared of failing or scared of making a mistake. I wonder what your fears are at the moment, if you have any. I wonder what they might be. And you might feel that if you did step out a little bit, it might be a little bit risky. And it can feel risky when we step out and we start to use those gifts that God has given us. I know many of us will know this, but the top five things that people say, phrases that people say on their deathbed, and one of which is, I wish I'd have taken more risks. I wish I'd taken more risks in life. And maybe God is speaking to you and saying, yeah, you just take a risk, step out, take a risk. And a few months ago, Simon received an email from somebody in our church community, and it was um, the mother, a grandmother was dying. And she was dying and she was lying on her deathbed. And one of the grandchildren went into the room and sat with her. And then the granddaughter got up to go out of the room. And she said, Granny, take care. Goodbye and take care. And the, the granny who was dying sat up and she said, No, don't take care. Take risks. And then she lay down and she died soon after. Take risks. 
take risks with what God has given you. And that story, that email that was sent, it reminded me of this, of this parable. We are to take risks in life. We're to use those gifts that God has given us, which are unique, but we all have a responsibility to use those gifts. And in 1 Peter 4.10, it says, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others. And a good example of that is when we're here in this church, many, many, many of us, for all of us, use those gifts that God has given us just in this community. And I see that as well in Safe Haven Women, with the team that are at Safe Haven Women, that um, when we all get together, each person is unique, but they're taking responsibility for using their gifts. They are the people who are on the team, for example, have gifts of baking, of cooking, of sewing, of knitting, of listening, of coming alongside, for making people feel at ease. And it's a beautiful picture of how to bring the kingdom of God to this earth. And I'm not just talking about kindness and compassion. I'm talking about when we use our gifts when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, which we are as God's people, the kingdom of God falls down. The kingdom of God is present. And when we're here in this church building, the kingdom of God is present here. We are, the, the spirit is moving amongst us. And yet we need to take responsibility for our gifts. We need to take responsibility and use them. It's like um, we've been given this church building, haven't we? HGH Church. It's a, it's a gift that God has given us. He's also given us the HGH Hall, which is where the youth often hang out and Sanctuary Living often have, hang out, which is our Ukrainian um, community, which have their cafe. Their Sanctuary Cafe, sorry. And then we've got the building that we've just bought opposite. And it's all very well and good. But we are, we've got these buildings to further the kingdom of God. Hastings will change because of we're furthering the kingdom of God. We as a church community can change Hastings because we've got the presence of the living God here amongst us. Those buildings that we have got, they're brilliant buildings, but we need to have responsibility and have um, the, take them seriously in when we are trying to to bring the love of Jesus to people in our town, bring freedom and hope, see miracles, see healings, bring the presence of the kingdom of God. That is what Jesus was trying to say in this parable. It's not about just using your talents, but it's bringing the kingdom of God from heaven to earth. When we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that is what we're praying when Becky was praying just now for Turkey and Syria, we're praying your kingdom come, your presence come down here on earth to bring your healing and your comfort to those people who are suffering and are mourning the loss of life. And that's what we are called to do, people here in the church. We are called to use our gifts to further the kingdom. Do not undervalue the gifts that you have been given. Amen. And the third thing I want to say, so we've, we're all unique. We've all got different shapes. We're all responsible for using our gifts. But the third thing, and in this passage, it says this in verse 21. Master says, you have been faithful over a little. Enter into the joy of the master. Enter into the joy of the master. Now, the Greek word for joy here is kara. Can we all say kara? Kara, joy. Joy, gladness, it means, happiness. 
It's, it's when we use our talents, when we use our gifts, it brings joy to the master, our king, the God, the God of all ages. It brings joy to him. It's not really for our benefit when we use our gifts. It's to bring joy to God, although it does bring us benefit, but it's more to give joy to God and joy to others. It benefits others when we use our gifts well, responsibly, when we, when we use them and it, they're multiplied and they're shared to others. It brings joy to God and it brings joy to others. And I, we see that so much here in our church community. I mean, I could, po- I could pick out so many of you of the ways that you are unique in your shape, but you're also responsible for using your gifts but you, and you bring joy to others here in this community. And I just want to bring out a couple of people. Well, not bring out physically. I'm going to tell you them about them. Um, you've got Colin the card machine sometimes comes around, doesn't it? We're trying to do that a bit more often. And the person that made that wooden contraption, I think you call it a contraption, but it's more, it's, that doesn't sound very beautiful. It's a beautiful piece of wood that John has made beautifully so that we can pass Colin the card machine around and Carol so that people can give to our church community financially. And he's made it in such a way, he's so brilliant with his talent of wood carving that we are now all benefiting from his talent, aren't we? And then the money that is being put into those, into that card machine and into that pouch that he's also managed to make, um, that is now going to benefit other people. And then there's um, another person in our church called Andy. Now, we're growing as a church community, and we haven't got enough chalices. That's what we use when we drink, or we we use the cup of wine um, for our church when we take communion. And we're needing a few more, because we we need a few more stations in the church. And so, lovely Andy is going to make, because he's amazingly good at making things out of clay, he's going to make four chalices for us that are going to be used on a Sunday when we take communion. And that's just, I'm sure God is really happy about that. But also for us as a church community, we're going to benefit from using those chalices. It brings joy to us as a community. So many of those, many of you have got all different types of um, unique shapes. Very, very unique. And we want to benefit from that as a community, as we give to God in this way. And I just want to mention just, I'm going to finish, I know I'm quite quick today, but I thought we could respond to what God might be saying to us as a church. But I wanted to say that James 1.17 says this, every good and perfect gift comes from him. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. And Jesus, in this parable, he wants us to use the talents that we've been given from above, from God, and so that we can invest in them and develop them and to multiply them and share them and to live faithful and productive lives whilst waiting for his return to this earth.